1: plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, I'm Sally Toxvig and this is We Will Get Past This, where I welcome you into my calm room of books so I can share tales from history of various deeds, some brave, some baffling, others downright idiotic, in a bid to comfort the soul in this challenging time we find ourselves in. Some of these were recorded with specific dates in mind. But as we've all come to realise, none of that kind of thing really matters. My diary's wide open. There are no rules about when something can be enjoyed, so take a moment to relax and remember this. We will get past this. Hello there, come on in. Now, if you are self-isolating with your partner or husband or wife, then I expect this is a time when marriages and such like are coming under intense scrutiny. As a friend of mine said to me the other day, I didn't marry my husband so that he would never leave the house. And my wife and I are not in the least bit argumentative. We hardly ever have words about anything. Uh, But the other day we had, well, I'm going to call it an intense discussion about the nutritional value and pleasure to be had from French onion soup. French onion soup. I mean, who cares? Honestly, it was a wake-up call about those things which matter and those which don't. It was a low and surprising moment, but not so low. That i decided to sell her uh, let me explain uh, so today's entry uh, april the 7th in my book of days is a little disturbing there's a large bit entitled sale of a wife which tells the tale of what the author robert chambers calls a singular wife sale which took place on the 7th of april 1832 so it seems there was a farmer called joseph thompson joe had been married to Mary Ann for three years it wasn't going well. I mean, it cannot have been a bed of roses for her either, as they both agreed to separate. The bit she may not have agreed to was his decision to sell her at a public auction in Carlisle. So the pair went into town and at midday Mrs Thompson was placed, according to Chambers, on a large oak chair with a rope or halter of straw round her neck while a large crowd gathered. Again, I'm thinking Marianne cannot have been thrilled with this turn of events. So Farmer Joe turned out to be quite the public speaker, for he now made a lengthy speech in which he began by outlining his wife's faults. I'm not sure this is the best sales technique uh, because he went on to suggest that having a wife at all was the devil's own work. He declared, gentlemen, I speak truth from my heart when I say, may God deliver us from troublesome wives and frolicsome women. Avoid them as you would a mad dog, a roaring lion, a loaded pistol, cholera, morbus, Mount Etna or any other pestilential thing in nature. So I love the mention of Mount Edna as the sort of thing the people of Carlisle needed to keep an eye out for. I don't know, perhaps Joe realized he was lowering the price with such vehement misogyny. Uh, So he moved on to what he called her qualifications and goodness, explaining that she can read novels and milk cows. Uh, She can laugh and weep with the same ease that you could take a glass of ale when thirsty. She can make butter and scold the maid. She can sing Moore's melodies and plait her frills and caps. She cannot make rum, gin or whiskey, but she is a good judge of the quality from long experience in tasting them. I therefore offer her, with all her perfections and imperfections, for the sum of 50 shillings. I mean, I think any woman who can both read novels and milk cows is worth every penny. Uh, but it turned out it was too steep a price for the locals. Uh, there was about an hour of haggling, and then Mary Ann finally went home with one Henry Mears, in exchange for Joe receiving 20 shillings and a Newfoundland dog. That's about 70 quid in today's money. What the qualities of the dog were, uh, the book doesn't say. It turns out that this disgraceful trade in wives was not restricted to Carlisle. Uh, Chambers has any number of examples of women being auctioned off in Pontefract, Canterbury, Birmingham. It seems there was a widespread belief that the sale of one's wife was a legal and cheaper way to dissolve a marriage. Uh, there was much surprise for example in the west riding court sessions in yorkshire when in 1837 a man was brought to trial for attempting to sell his wife he got a month's imprisonment and hard labor which many thought unjust i think it's fair to say that much of this ignorance about marriage resided amongst the ill-educated but if we think the peasantry did not know marital pleasantry then that is nothing compared to those with titles Uh, Back in the 13th century, there was a terrible social scandal when Sir John Camoys of Trotton in Sussex was found in 1285 to have leased his wife, Margaret, to Sir William de Paynor. The law took a dim view and declared the lease null and void, which, well, I had some comfort, I suppose. Anyway, all of this uh, made me think about the great French activist Flora Tristan. She was born today in 1803. If you haven't heard of Flora, then perhaps it's I don't know, perhaps it helps to describe her as the Mary Wollstonecraft of France. Uh, mostly, if she's mentioned at all these days, it's as the grandmother of the artist Paul Gauguin. But she is way more than that. She was a pioneering radical campaigner uh, who in some ways was the mother of modern feminism, influencing both Karl Marx and Friedrich Engels. Flora would have been appalled as I am uh, by anyone trying to sell their wife. Indeed, she was appalled by marriage generally, uh, seeing it as a form of legalised prostitution. She became an activist in the 1830s, arguing for women's right to get divorced. And over the next decade, she began arguing for the rights of the working class in general, with a firm belief that the working class men would only find their own liberation if they helped emancipate their women. Uh, Flora's focus on divorce possibly may have stemmed from her own marriage, She came from a working-class background, and when she was 17, she got a job in a lithograph workshop run by an engraver called André-François Chazal. Sadly, it was a violent and indeed unhappy marriage. She grew to resent the constraints of her life, her unhappiness at home in the personal sphere, and also what she saw as the degradation of 19th century women in public. So after two kids and with one on the way, Flora tried to seek a divorce. Her fight did not go well until André shot and wounded her at which point she finally was seen to have a few legal grounds for being given her freedom. Flora was one of the first to write about the oppression of women in marriage, to advocate for divorce and to look at the problem from the point of view of society and not the individual woman. She travelled and she wrote. Flora came to England and wrote about her horror at the living conditions of the poor. Her London journal is packed with critique about inequality and the terrible prejudices faced by minorities of the time. At a time when the poor were blamed for their own conditions, she laid the blame at the door of society. Her astonishing essay entitled The Workers' Union proposed an international union of workers and laid out the view that better living conditions would never be achieved for the working class without the liberation of women. And finally, free of her husband, she set off around France visiting factories and delivering speeches to workers, expressing her forceful views about feminism and utopian socialism with the cry, Workers without women you are nothing. She was radical and fierce and often described as dangerous. How marvellous. Well, marvellous for everyone else. Uh, It was too much for her. She fell ill and died aged just 41. Her husband Andre, uh, he was charged with Flora's attempted murder and went to prison for 18 years. Uh, Can I just give a quick appeal to anyone who has got time on their hands? Flora's Wikipedia page is truly terrible Uh, there are no details about her marriage which was crucial to her development as an activist if anybody has got time to adopt her and correct it please do so Uh, it is on my to-do list uh, but it would be great just to get it done do you know we could do with flora right now she advocated for every individual to change what they could that we can all do something and that that something ought then to build into a global movement of change In 1840, she wrote, I long ago renounced any notion of nationality, a mean and narrow concept, which does nothing but harm. You know, in our current predicament, nationalities mean nothing. Borders are irrelevant to the risk. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we could just, I don't know, forget old wounds and all work together? Maybe that's true in our private sphere, as well as the public one. What do I take from this? Well, top tip, don't sell your wife or husband, no matter how nice the dog is in return. And French onion soup isn't worth fighting over. Although, can I say, I still think that it's really good for you. Okay, I'm going to finish now. Take care. Be kind. Remember, we will get past this.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well.